Greetings, Maltopians. Are you looking to delve deeper into the world of Maltopia? Then check out our Patreon, where you can find written mythos pieces, world maps, found footage, art, Patreon-exclusive shows, and more. Just go to patreon.com forward slash Maltopia and join one of our tiers for access to great new content. Brave the forbidden and embrace the darkness. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss.
shocked today as police arrived to investigate two grisly murders. They say the women's feet were sewn together at the bottom of some doors to avoid near images of each other. While it is my calling to outline, with my every action, the scope of lost dreams, I have become no small scholar of madness along my way. This fact is owed in equal measure to insanity's kinship with dreams, and my own occasional flirtations with lunacy. I can say with some certitude that madness is, by its very nature, many different things. Or perhaps, more precisely, it is a thing of many means, all of which eventually arrive at the same conclusion. Madness is a dream that has yet to realize it is dead, and so continues to struggle long after waking. Its battle is with windmills, its weapons are hawks and handsaws. It is the ghost of art, a freedom recognizable only by its absence. It is the corpse of a lover that still moves if only by the actions of the insects which feast upon it. And so it was with Willard, dead but for some lingering madness of lunatics, scavenging for purpose unfathomable and fantastic. All of this was greatly to my liking, as even undead dreams could only sweeten my journey across a listless world of bottommost imagination. I continued deeper into the structure, where the darkness rejoined the silence beyond the echoes. I encountered many wide, empty rooms, most of them hungry. I could feel them yearning to be filled with wheeling delusion and hopeless screams. Starvation had made them desperate, causing them to neglect their tenuous alliance with prosaic reality. They breathed with abject yearning, sweating from years of forced withdrawal hoping I might cross into their aching bellies by means of open doors. I steered clear of the most famished spaces, choosing my path amongst the least threatening of passages, those places where hunger had starved them into passivity. I rose upward via a stairway that swept out from the side of a wall, mindlessly corkscrewing around various statues and pillars. I was eventually led to a room speckled with reedy minarets that stuck up from the floor like jagged teeth. Strangely, the miniature towers were afforded no view of the sky, only a rambling brick and mortar ceiling painted with the likeness of one, spattered with the images of floating semi-human shapes, black against the gray firmament. It was at this point I detected a thick plume of silence rising from a small door. It was an oddly placed door, recessed almost invisibly between a pillar and a statue of a man holding a snake in his left hand and dangling an infant from his right. I can assure you that it was not easy for a man of my size to enter beyond the door, but I managed. Inside was a progressively widening passage, opening finally into what appeared to be a library of sorts. Yet instead of books, there were only shabby, moldering journals, 
each one placed upon the neatly lined shelves with a mother's care. The room itself was labyrinthine, made from a dark stone and complexed some type of crystal, possibly the same crystal that was merged with the statues in the lake. The ceiling rose into complete darkness, and the walls of shelving were lined with delicate silver catwalks, made for whatever custodian might see to the needs of the tattered tomes. The contrast between the condition of the journals and that of the facility meant to preserve them was pronounced. A metaphor, perhaps. I moved to a nearby shelf and selected a random digest. This was not my first secret library, so I remained vigilant as I thumbed through it. The Journal of Dr. David Jeremias I must pick my words carefully, for words will carry you along with me, and I will have witness to my visions. Validation One word out of place, and your experience is but a permutation of my own. A dream of my certainty, rather than the waking truth of my subject. Should I deploy a phrase that confuses, you may approximate its meaning, and Alice from Wonderland will fall down a rabbit hole only to emerge from the tail of a tornado, dressed in ruby slippers and stinking of poppies. Words will deliver us. Trust me. This journal is held in the near-unshakable grip of science, the consensus of old men dreaming of Fields medals and Nobel Prizes. It will not soon change or be caught unawares by agents of spontaneous combustion or etheric crosswinds. It is Custer in the face of Crazy Horse. True enough, my journal must eventually yield to the mounting entropy of molecular friction and God's good planning. But for now, it is peer-reviewed science, proof against the boogeyman. But make no mistake. This journal is a nexus of contest, where Schrodinger's cat rears up against the darkly portentous grin of the purple-striped Cheshire cat, fading. Calling my work a journal is a misnomer, as a science journal is a record for the purposes of preservation, or lending to its appropriated subject matter some reliable measure of coherence and intelligibility. More specifically, a journal seeks to classify some quantity or another, snatching out discrete metrics from the swirling maw of chaos. The contents of my pages are no mere collection of thoughts outlined in ink, existing only for the purposes of imposing order and thus clarity. They are thoughts, some of them my own, imprisoned in prose. This book is a barred passage, where vengeful chaos might reach out and take back its numbers. My journal is a doorway and a floodgate, it is holding, if only just, but for practical purposes, I will call it my diary, my diary of madness. Having read as far as I cared, and having deduced the essential sentiment contained within, I immediately and enthusiastically destroyed the journal. I waited for a few moments to assess the consequences. Regrettably, nothing transpired. And then something swallowed my attention whole. A child's sketchbook diary. It had my name on it. Donald Alexander Graves. I handled the sketchbook as if it were a sensitive explosive. In a way, it was more than that. Substantially more. My hands have grown beyond the size of a normal man's. Certainly beyond the youthful hands that had once caressed the ragged book. Yet they remembered each imperfection etched into its cover. This was the tale of my art, 
told between dying pages of flax and hemp. I opened it to the first page. The world began peeling back in tandem, to a time dimly remembered, nearly dead and fleshless. Rivers of red flowed across the pages, in crayon, colored pencil, charcoal, watercolor, oils, formless and vague at first. Then shapes began to cohere from the bottomless crimson, crowding the singular color into narrow streams moving around emergent black figures. My mind mirrored the images with forgotten recollections, and I heard the softest words tumble from the broken spaces that once bridged my earliest memories. I'm so sorry, tiny one, but what must be done must be done, and you are a prodigy. This much I can see plainly. I've made so many, but they were all just distorted permutations of the archetype, the source, you. Clearly there will have to be others, as I can never be sure, but you are the darkest flower I've ever plucked. Your eyes are older than the skin that proffers them, burning through the eons to arrive here, now. Your every bone, each scrap of flesh, each dutiful organ, all for the sake of those black eyes. But I found you first, poor child. You will never forgive me the terrible things I will do to you, nor should you. I can barely forgive myself. These were primal memories buried beneath the earth and frozen in stone. But yet here they were, naked and wincing in the light of recollection. These drawings were from the time before she came to me, and yet the voice. It was the same, and yet it wasn't. The mystery of her was different, sorrowful. Turning the page, I was confronted by a lone shadow, small against the rising tide of scarlet and darkness. Each subsequent drawing showed the red flowing into the tiny silhouette, pouring down its minute throat. Finally, the little thing had taken on the color of pages and pages and pages of straining shapes and the red that drowned them. Of course, the tiny shadow was nothing less than myself, and the red was bloodshed, a sea of it. It had filled me up, become me, made me. Suddenly the room changed, and the silence flinched. Something moved against the carefully woven cobwebs that outlined an absence that had endured decades. A voice, distant and deluded, as if being dragged beneath the silence. <laughs> it raises the question of freedom, does it not, family man? Specifically, that you may never have known it. Not really... Not how you figured it, anyway. Were you simply produced as if from an assembly line? Cog after widget. Did she construct you and then simply fill you with her will? That leaves precious little room for free will, yes? <laughs> the voice came from around a nearby corner, where stretched a tall and jagged shadow. I followed the voice around the turn, 
encountering a massive statue, scraping widely spread gray wings against the vanishing ceiling, where darkness gathered like crows. The name engraved upon the base read, Delirial Angel of Madness. The statue rose from the floor like piling smoke, pouring upward and outward, feasting upon the plump shadows that hovered closely, chewing their dark secrets to dust. There was no reason to question the source of the voice, as it was surely the towering figure, which cackled at my confusion as if it were a brand of comedy. I chose to address the speaker calmly, remitting the traditional bemusement with which one might feel obligated to repay such blatant oddness. And so, it must be madness that solely acquits one of oppression, I suppose, and perhaps so. But what is freedom without wonder, Angel? No madman ever wondered. The mad only take fantasy for fact, as if pink elephants have been scientifically calculated, genus and species. Theirs is the twisted logic of chicanery, birthing beliefs no less solid for their silliness. I've known a great many lunatics, all of them glorious company in fact but utterly dim to the dreams that begot their terrible freedom, and all of them utterly unwilling to ponder the question. At first, the statue stared absently into the never-ending shelves of chronicled madness, although I knew its silence was not from want of a response, merely the indolence of endless creatures. I was received of a reply soon enough. <laughs> you don't even know what you're missing. So who are you to say what a madman can do and not do? Or know and not know? You're a kept animal, grazed and fattened, awaiting the slaughter. You're hardly qualified to reflect upon the world beyond the barn. In fact, I am obliged to wonder, as much as apples are compelled to fall from trees. After all, I owe my existence to wander and wonder, despite what children's journals might say to the contrary. What eye ever glimpsed a wall that the mind had not, rightly or wrongly, already spied beyond? You see, mystery is the music to which our imaginations dance. Thus the unseen world demands our imagination, if not our attention. I am both the barn and the unknown that stirs beyond its crooked fences and I accomplish the latter by dreaming. Ah, but what is a dream if not sequestered madness, Donald? Surely you must see that dreams have never been more truthfully described since William Dement stated, Dreams permit each and every one of us to be quietly and safely insane every night of our lives. We are closer than skin and bone, you and I. Far, far closer than you and that pretty red woman, in fact. And yet you never offered me so much as a backward glance. I let you wander and kill to your heart's contentment, playing at being an artist from another world. A calculated pink elephant, if ever I've ridden atop one. All the while I've offered you purest freedom and here you are, talking back to me. What a splendid boy indeed. Mark my words, Donald of the Dead. 
You have been duped. You are not free. Not yet. And like it or not, you come to me after this game of yours has ended. After you see her for true, you will have no choice. No choice at all. And in that moment of reckoning, you too will be revealed. Like the apples of the trees, you will be compelled to fall. Have no worries, however. I'll be there to catch you. And eat you. You will have all the delightful freedom a broken mind can know, Donald. And you will have only me to thank for it. Suddenly, it was if the library, the journals, and the Angel of Madness had never been. I was standing next to a window within the lunatic tower, a beam of moonlight laying cool across my face. My hands were still open, holding only darkness where once a red journal had been. This was the madness of crowds, the hand that wrought the city of Willard. But was it truth? Had I been... designed? Was I merely my mother's art? Was I but the corpse of a dream? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 